Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Blurred Thoughts with myself, Azri and Stephanie. Hi Stephanie, how are you today? Hi Azri, I'm good. Um, we're back with, uh, after a mid-season break. Yes, um, which is, uh, so I am... which was uh, unplanned, but we sort of like couldn't make time for it. But anyway, uh, welcome to episode 5 of season 5 of Blood Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are discuss- we're still discussing uh, forbidden questions within different themes. And specifically today, we're going to be looking at a forbidden question within love, which specifically is, everyone is everyone going to fall in love? Will everyone fall in love? Is it right to be single? Is it wrong to be alone for the rest of your life so now our disclaimer and since i'm always in charge of disclaimers is that we are not bitter well Steph- <laughs> stephanie isn't bitter but i think i'm bitter i'm very 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 oh. bitter but okay i'm gonna do my best to be as objective as i can possibly be but yes yeah, stephanie so what do you think about this topic this sordid yeah, topic this sort yeah and as as we said just to reinforce just because we are two single people basically yes. single for most of our lives yeah. it's not a bit it's not about us being bitter at romantic love but just putting the question out there is does everyone really genuinely fall in love i think it came from the fact that i think every time we look at stuff um whether it's on social media whether it's in movies whether it's in stuff we read um there's always this kind of end point of marriage and love and family and children and all of that Mm. No one actually talks about people who may have stayed single and alone all of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe a couple of months ago, I did do um, research <laughs> to see if there was anyone who's ever stayed single. And I found one article about this old woman who was 60, mm. who was saying that she's, you know, having boyfriends and stuff like that but even her she was actually married and her husband died so she was only single since she was like 30 or 40 she has children and everything and i'm like not what we can relate to mm. so we thought given that we are living um examples of yeah. eternally single people um you know is that is is that like why don't people talk about it why are we stifled to kind of hide it in a way like like, I feel like people are ashamed to say that I've never had a boyfriend, I've never been in love, I've never had a relationship. Mm. Um, it, it's something that, like, even I, like, I know my friends, all, like, all know about it. But, like, if I meet someone new, I, I would never say that. So, this is the episode for everyone who feels that way, I guess. Yeah, well, hmm, where do I <laughs> go from there? I don't know. I don't know. I think for me, it's always been a bit... I think for me, I'm not sure your about your experiences growing up, Stephanie, but for me, I think it was always a thing that I was reminded of when I was growing up because, okay, I'm not trying to use this as a sob story or like a sad story or make it sound like I'm even more bitter than I already am. But, <laughs> but you know, growing up when I was in school, I was bullied a lot for being very different. And, you know, um, people would say that I will never find anyone. I will never, you know, do anything. And this wasn't like, you know, when you're 8, 9, 10. It was like when I was 21. And I don't know whether I told Stephanie this. I don't think I even told Nigel this. But there was one time... Oh, God. I can't believe we're doing this on record. But I was walking from science faculty. 
of NUS and I was going to arts faculty for uh, one class, I forgot, I think it was a theatre practical or something. And halfway, uh, you know the use of Isha House, there's the Lingway that connects uh, a few of the student halls. This guy just stops me and was like, oh my god, you're so ugly, I don't see how anyone would want to touch you. And I'm like, I, 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 I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, <laughs> a bit wordless right now because <laughs> I can still remember how I felt in that moment. And I was just like, oh my god, this is a peer of mine in a top university in the world who just found it, who found me looking so gross or whatever that he decided to stop mm. me and say that in my face. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I just walked and then I went to the nearest washroom and I just bawled my eyes out for the rest of the day. And I think when you have experiences like that, it's really hard for you to just think that you're ever going to find someone. And mm. you sort of make... I've, I, I've sort of made peace with that. But at the same time, I can't help but look at people. Like, you know, they all find people and they settle down. And I think for me, I've never really bothered about it so much because I think that, you know what, it's fine because I still have friends. But when my friends sort of like, you know, sort of like put other, like their partners above all else, then I sort of think like, oh my God, if I'm in a bind or if, if I'm struggling with something and everyone around me is attached, then does that mean I'm screwed because then no one is going to make me their priority. And I guess that's where the fear comes in. So I don't mm. know about you, Stephanie, what was your experiences growing up? Was there anything that formed that sort of mentality for you? Um, for me, I think, I'm kind of thinking, like, I feel like even in secondary school, um, I was in a girls' school, there were a lot of girls who would, well, most girls would kind of, you know, um, find boys on the school on the other side and, you know, hang out with guys what and stuff like that. What school was on the other side? St. Andrews, I think. And, um And, like, it was the East. So you had R.I. and Victoria and... Damn. Anyway, like, damn. Um, damn. And whoever's not in Singapore, Singapore has, like, a ranking of schools. Yeah. Um, Basically, and... guys, those are all the top schools. <laughs> just, just, that's all you need to know. Stephanie um, was in Cedar. Exactly. Victoria School is a top boy school. R.I. is a top boy school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and for me, it's like I never was genuinely interested. And I think we might have discussed this in a previous episode. Like, I I was hell bent on leaving Singapore. Shouldn't be probably saying this on record, but like, I never felt like I fit in. And I've always had the plan to leave the country, to move somewhere and start like a new change and that kind of thing. So, for me, I think while everyone was looking for love and looking for um what's that called um just slipped my mind like looking for love and you know all of that mm. i was kind of like how the fuck do i get out of here um right. <laughs> so there was like i think different priorities in my mind as a teenager um and to be honest like my parents were never the kind who pushed marriage or anything like that we never talked about anything like that until, say, I was like 26, 27, where my mom came and said, oh, 
there might be this proposal or whatever and I kind of shut that down um, and be like I need to leave the country before you say anything um, and that was the only time my parents ever spoke to me about marriage although like my extended family when I go on holidays or they call me for my birthday or Christmas they'll be like oh when are you getting married the next time you come you need to come with a boy and I'll just kind of like roll my eyes so for me it was kind of like I never consciously thought about it and I think my closest friends like Azri, Nigel, and my best friend, like are all, all single. Kind of... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I, I never felt um, the need to, you know, um, feel that way. But I think when I've, as I've been in London as well, um, and I think. The fun, it's kind of funny because all of us have similar views on like it's not like we're completely opposed to it like but neither are we making the effort mm. genuinely or it, like for me I feel like it's hard for me to connect with people in general and it's like even on a from a friend's basis like I think I've stuck with people for a long time just because we've built that connection over the years so even making friends or making a genuine connection like finding people with the same wavelength is hard and like I think some girls get attracted to a lot of people quite easily and I'm the kind of person who rarely gets attracted to like anyone um, so yeah. I think and I think sometimes I do feel like how do people actually find people or be attracted to people or find that connection when I barely can and I think those are the moments where I'm like is there something wrong with like am I a sociopath or a psychopath or like like why mm. um, and I think um, my friends in London some of them are in relationships and and I think that's where you're kind of like you know and like my closest friends like I said like Azri and Nigel and my best friend like they're all single but they're kind of far away so you're kind of we have those conversations about being single in and a lot of our kind of extended friends are married, as you say, like have mm. partners prioritized. And I think it's those moments where you're kind of like 10 years down the line. If I'm still single, how weird would it be? Will I be able to find friends when most people are going to be in relationships? Yeah. Um, and I think I don't know whether it worries me, but it's kind of just that kind of thing about being the odd one out again, because like, as you said, right, you've like you have been the odd one out as a child. I felt odd one out just because, I don't know, I have different priorities. Um, like, do we just remain being the odd ones out for the rest of our lives? I don't know. Mm. You have to be odd to be number one. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, okay, you brought up a few points there, right? So you said, I think the very first part you said that I think we've discussed prior to this, uh, prior to recording this, was specifically about how a lot of girls just seem to get attracted very easily. And I guess mm. I shall be the sort of like the bitch, I guess, and ask, does it, <laughs> is it, because then the question is, is it because a lot of girls just settle? Because I think for me, mm. there are a lot of times where, you know, my friends... 
Oh god, now they're gonna be like, okay, okay. None of my friends, none of my other friends listen to our podcast, so it's fine. But I, I will have <laughs> friends who'll be like, hey, Azri, uh, let's have dinner. I want to introduce you to this guy I've met, and you know we're sort of serious, and I want him to 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 know you basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I'll meet, and I'm like, oh my god, you could totally do better than this. And I just mm. wonder, like, is it because like that was the first guy that gave this friend the time of day? Because in this mm. sort of environment, in this sort of day and age, where you know. Everyone is sort of like, it, you know, especially maybe it's because of our age. That's the thing, right? To be in a relationship, to get married, to have children, mm. to have a family. It's sort of like that's the expectation, that's the bar. And I'm wondering whether this friend or other friends are just, okay, this guy is willing to, you know, date me. This guy is willing to settle down with me. Okay, I'm just willing to, I'm willing to temper down my expectations and go along with it. And then fast mm. forward a while, a few months into it, I get messages about problems and this and that. They are talking about wanting to divorce. So I, I do wonder, you know, to your question, to your point, do you think that's why? Do you think like, goes? because I'm sure you have friends like that, right? I'm sure you have friends who you see them, you meet their partners and you're like, oh God, why? Red flags? Yeah, red flags. Yeah. Yeah, I've like I think I don't know actually. So this is where I I sometimes I do feel like people settle because and it's more settling because they've been with that person for a long time and they feel like they don't have the energy mm. to meet someone again mm. or like, you know, because they've spent like I don't know, 7 years together and there are issues but they just kind of keep it together and I've heard of people who've been together like friends who I've seen them be in relationship at uni like since they've been in secondary school and then a few years after uni they've broken up they've met some other person within a year they're married Um, so I've seen people who stay in relationships because that's what they're familiar with and they're comfortable with and they Mm. settle in terms of the you know being attracted to a lot of people I don't think they're settling though I feel like and maybe this is just me from my point of view. Like, I feel like, you know, they genuinely feel the connection. And I'm saying in some off cases, yes, there are red mm. flags. But like, I've also seen people who date like 10 people at once. And, and I'm like, how? Like, I, I don't think I can even meet one person and you're dating 10. Like, it's that kind of thing where within a week, they're on like 500 dates. And you're like, how? Um, and... I think it's that like is it just the kind of people they attract or um yeah i don't know like i don't know whether it's a personality thing a looks thing um race gender i don't know like yeah or is it just purely timing i don't know and I, we can come on to the kind of settling thing, but like in terms of that initial attraction, I feel like some mm. people are find it easier to be attracted and connected to a lot more people. And I don't know whether it's an extrovert thing or an introvert thing where they just can continue the conversation. Um, yeah. Okay. Where well, I'm I, just like, I don't know whether this is gonna sound very far off, but I was reading about no, how it's like. Um, 
in relationships sometimes it's also sort of like the energy you give out. So sometimes like mm. if you're not if you really sort of have preconceived notions about you know the sort of thing that's gonna happen, that's yeah. that's what people feel and that's why you either get like mm. a lot of the same experiences, like the same kind of typical mm. catfishes or the same kind of weirdos, or you get really amazing guys, or you just get silence. And I think and I think for me, my preconceived notion has always been okay, honestly speaking, I've always wanted the old fashioned romance. Which mm. which sounds dumb in this day and age where everyone is talking about like, you know, apps and swiping left and right and all that stuff. Um, so my friend uh, recently, just I think maybe a week or maybe two weeks ago, a friend of mine in- insisted that I try, you know, using a dating app. And I was just like, no, it's not going to work. I, I, I don't like it. And, uh, and she was just like, no, no, just give it a shot. Just see what's like. And I'm like... And I think I went into it with my preconceived notions on like hundred percent, like hundred percent mm. level, and and then when I got into it, yep, same thing. It was to- total silence, like, like, absolute silence. And so I, I don't know. I feel, for me, um, I understand. For me, for me, in my pers- from my perspective, I understand that I've sort of set myself up. And I feel like if I meet someone, it will be from an old-fashioned sort of way but I also feel that I'm most probably there's a bigger part of me that feels that like I'm just gonna end up alone and I've made peace with that but it doesn't mean that it doesn't break my heart and I don't know if that makes mm. sense because I feel mm. like I do enjoy the thought of like you know coming home to someone and like maybe not I, I don't think I want children I'm at the point where I don't want children but you know, just the thought of having someone to come home to, to, you know, talk about your day and, like, just rem- just be a constant in your life where life is so unsettling and, like, so unpredictable at times. I think that's what people look forward to. I don't think it's about just the romance. Mm. Um, it's sometimes just having a friend. Even friendships now, like, you know, it's so difficult. Even me, Stephanie and I, like, you know, we have this podcast together. But I think if not for this podcast, we wouldn't be talking as much. I don't know because like Steph, uh, Nigel is our mutual friend but we hardly can talk to him because he's so busy. I can't even see him often and we're in Singapore together. So I just feel like maybe that's the pressure. It, it's the pressure of knowing that you have a constant in a life and a world that's rapidly changing and gets faster every single time. Yeah, I agree and I think that's to your earlier point around settling. I feel like if people find someone who's going to be a constant in your life, you stick with them because it's hard to come by in a mm, way. Because yeah. as you say, like people don't reply, people ghost, people disappear. Um, so if someone's going to stick with you for a bit, even if it's like four months or five months or seven years, you're you're kind of like in that period of time, I have that constant, so I'd rather settle. Uh, and I, I don't think people mean it in a way that they want to settle, but it's kind of like you have that constant to rely on. I think it's like yeah. dependability. So, And like, I think also sometimes when I f- see friends who've been in longer relationships, like, you know, seven, ten years. Um, I don't know why I keep saying seven, but it just... it's <laughs> Your favourite number. It's just an arbitrary number. Um, but what I mean is like, you know, mm. long enough. Um and they do kind of share stuff like, you know, I don't think my boyfriend or my husband would be uh, comfortable with this. 
I don't necessarily want to have kids, but he does. Um, and there are all these issues that sometimes I'm kind of like, these are decisions that don't even cross my mind. Or mm. I just wake up and think about, I'm hungry, but I'm lazy to cook. What do I do with life? That's my kind of thought process. <laughs> like, um, Simplistic. It's not, simplistic um no and it's kind of like those kind of big decisions around like you know finance and buying a house together having kids like saving mm. up for kids and all of that like for me it's kind of just you know paying rent feeding myself um you know affording things that i need in life um and there are pros and cons to both i guess um and mm. i i don't and sometimes when my friends kind of say these kind of difficult things where you know they can't talk to their partners about it or yeah they feel like they need to they're not free and open to live their lives as they please and i'm like are they settling are they doing things but on the flip side it's kind of like but you know i have they have someone that they can go back home to like as you were saying so it's kind of give and take and kind of what you um what you want or need in life like do you want your freedom to make your own choices or do you want someone that you can rely on and come back to mm. and if, if even if you want the second the question that keeps coming back to my mind is does that even happen for everyone like does everyone actually have that constant person they can actually find because mm. in my world view I don't know if that's, you know, as, as you were saying, like the energy I put out to the world, like mm. I've accepted that it's okay to be single, even for the rest of my life. But at the same time, it's kind of like, that, like, does it happen? Will it happen? Kind of, because it's never happened. So you kind of wonder, will it? Like, how? Um, and like every time I see like love stories, I'm just like, how? Like yesterday um, on Netflix, my sister was just kind of playing The Big Day, which is like this reality show thing around um, Indian weddings and this couple it was it's mostly cringe by the way um, um, but there was this couple who said oh um, my friend told me you just need to put put it on your whatsapp story and he will see it and he will reply to it and he did and I'm like put it what? on the whatsapp put what on the whatsapp story like just just a whatsapp story about her having fun uh -huh. um, just put it on your whatsapp story he will see it and then he'll respond to it. And then the guy was like, yeah, she put it on the WhatsApp story. And I was like, oh, um, I've missed her. I've missed the chance. And then my mom told me just reply and respond to it. So I just respond, responded saying, girl. And she just replied. And then it just sparked from there. And I'm like, how the fuck does this thing, these things happen? Like, I've put a lot of Insta stories. No man's coming to my story and being like, girl, and like, like what? Oh my god, <laughs> that is so cringe. Yeah, but I think it's those kind of things where you see things happen. You know it does happen because it's happened to people around you, but you kind of like, it's never happened to me. Like, so does it, like, you know? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I do you feel like sometimes also okay, you know, I talked about how like I sort of put out that what did I say? I used a I used a phrase for it. Energy. I, is it energy? I put out this energy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think that another another sort of blockage could be that we have this preconceived notion about how things are supposed to happen? Because I also think that mm -hmm. when you talk about these sort of stories, you realize it's very atypical. It's not the typical sort of thing that a person can plan 
or foresee. Mm. You don't mm-hmm. foresee someone just randomly seeing your WhatsApp story or Instagram <laughs> story or whatever it is. I I feel like maybe that's why because I think for me the the biggest things that have happened that I wanted to achieve ended up happening in a way that never I would I, I would have never predicted it that would happen that way. Mm. If you had told me based on my GPA for university last time that I could have gotten a master's degree, I'll be like, oh yeah, right, fuck off. But, mm. you know, because there were opportunities for me to like sort of scale up, you know, build myself up and then I actually got accepted into the program. It happened, I wanted it, but I didn't force a plan to go in that fixed sort of direction. And I mm. feel like with love, I guess maybe that's why it sort of crashes and burns with a lot of people because they sort of like, okay, I'm going to meet this person on this app and it must be this way. And I guess when you force that way, okay, God, universe, whatever, just throws some some cockamamie guy at you because <laughs> that's all that works based on what you expect. But maybe the magical one is sort of like, you know, when you sort of just chill and not give a shit so much. But the problem with that is when people tell me that, I always tell them, how do you expect me to not give a shit? Because I have friends who believe in this and I can see it working for them. But when I ask them why or how, they'll be like, you need to detach yourself from the outcome. And I'm like, how do I detach myself from something I care strongly about? And that's the part that I always don't really understand. I don't know, okay, I'm babbling. But anyway... No, no, no. No, no, as in, as in what we were talking about is like, you know, um, earlier, Stephanie, you were also saying like, you know, is it... Uh, you know, we don't really hear people talking about being single. We don't hear stories about people who live their lives being alone and stuff. And I don't know. I think for me, I always... Like I said earlier, like, I sort of feel like that's maybe my lot in life. I don't know whether I can do it because even Maslow's hierarchy of needs state that love is one of the component that you need. Uh, evolution and you know biologists also have shown that humans are social creatures. So I don't I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, you were, you wanted to say something. No, I was just gonna say like on that in terms of love and social creatures and all of that, wouldn't that be fulfilled by friends? The social part, yes, but I think love in terms of hi- uh, friends, love. No, no, I, I think as I'm saying, based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, because I'm looking at it right now, I think it's mm-hmm. the whole concept of like, like sex. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there's two components. There's a social component of love, which he calls belonging, and there's the carnal aspect of love, which I'm guessing is sex. <laughs> But I'm just looking at one website, I could be wrong. But I mean, I mean, that's, that's the thing, Stephanie. Mm. For me, at least, for me, I'm perfectly fine knowing that, okay, for example, in this situation, if I know that Stephanie's always there. But the thing is, even us, like, talking all the time, even then, it's not really, honestly yeah. speaking, it's not constant. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's why people sort of want the idea one to have marriages and stuff because it's sort of like a commitment you stand in front of a crowd of people that are important to you and say that yeah this is this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life because that sort of like brings you together in sort of like this formal contract almost because with friendships and stuff like like Stephanie said earlier it's so easy to sort of ghost or whatever like commitments of life can just pull you apart and sometimes it's not that you want it to happen, it's just the way 
it is, right? Life is, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what's the work around me. So, so do you think you will not be able to live alone for the rest of your life? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Azri is just thinking See, hard. Yeah, I'm thinking really hard. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I... He doesn't know the answer. I'm, I'm still... He's I, just like, you know... I think... Okay, okay. Honestly speaking, logically speaking, I think I can. Okay. But... But... but <laughs> I think I'm saying that because I know I can text you or I can text Nigel, I can text my friends. But if you're saying like really alone, like in the actual sense of the word, like really alone, like... So, I meant single. Like if you lived up till you were 70 but you never had a romantic relationship you never had a partner could you do it you still had me you still had nigel and your other friends i guess it's fine i guess it's fine. but i mean obviously it has it has to be like the friendships have to be stronger like i i feel like you need like i think i can totally be single romantically. if nigel and i were still single until 70. <laughs> No, as in, no, as in, you guys, you guys could get married and stuff, but it, like, like, I'm still really close with you guys. Then I think, I think logically, I can see myself coping mm. with it. But if, like, you know, it's very distant, like, it's very hard to talk to you guys, I don't get to meet, you know, my friends often, that I don't think I'll be able to survive. Because, honestly, I think the only thing that's keeping me sane is because I do have, like, one or two friends that I can meet. I wouldn't say very often, but I meet on a regular basis so although it's very far apart but i know logically like okay every month i meet this friend every two weeks i meet this other friend so at least i know in a month i would have three meetups at least so that works for me but if it's like you know everyone's really distant and i'm alone i don't think i'll be able to survive because for me i don't know whether it's normal but for me i do get I don't know how to describe this, but there are periods of time where I just feel like I just want to grab someone and just like hold them, because I I feel no, no, no. that sounds really wrong. <laughs> Glad you realized. I'm sorry. Self awareness. No, 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 I mean, no. I mean, like I want I, I need physical contact in a way. So like like when I when I meet some friends, I do like ask them like for permission to like hug or something because otherwise I just get really really bad. I don't, I don't know, like, I, I just don't, I feel very restless, like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, that sounds really weird, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I've been thinking about this, like, I think now, I think I could survive it in terms of, you know, before COVID, I was traveling alone, I went to concerts alone, and I didn't quite mind it, like, mm. I was comfortable being single and alone and that kind of thing. And I don't know, like, because I do work in healthcare and I do see a whole range of illnesses and chronic illnesses and all of that. And I'm sometimes I'm kind of like, if I'm old and I actually am not able to move around or be around so freely where I can't travel, I can't do things on my own, will I be able to survive? I think for me, I feel like, I don't know. I, I do enjoy my own space because it allows me to think and mm. be f- 
um, myself. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I guess it's a bit like, like, and I, and I think I know that, you know, I can talk to people. Like, I can, I still have friends that I can call or chat or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I it, it is... I think my mom had a saying, like, she was saying about how I need to... This was when I was really young, mind you. So she was saying, like, you know, I need to find someone and get married because uh, if you're single, you will die alone and no one's going to find your body. And I was just like, wow. That's... <laughs> but on that account as well, like, if you think about it, if there are... If I grow old... Even if I got married, I grow old, my partner dies when I'm 60... I have no children. I'm still dying alone, right? Like, life isn't... You can't predict... Like, whether you're... Whether, you might be in a relationship now. Um, That's like, the thing. I've, That's the thing. But... But the problem is... I'm sorry for interrupting, but... No, the, no, no. I think that's the problem, right? We... The reason why it's so scary is because we think about all these... All these scenarios that can happen. Mm. But as you said, we can't predict any of it. But as exactly. you also... As, it's also been pointed out it's also like people will say this is sort of like our part in sort of preparing like doing our best to prepare it's sort of like having insurance you don't want to bo- to be sick but you have mm. insurance in case you you become sick i think it's sort of like that's your insurance <laughs> no i think it is for some yeah, people yeah, right in yeah. a way and i just i don't know i don't know like Honestly, for me, if you take away all the scary parts, I totally, I know that I totally can, like, I know I can physically do it. But I have been in scenarios where, you know, I've hugged someone and, oh my god, they smell so good. And I'm just like, ah, I could, I could sleep next to that for the rest of my life. That'd be nice. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that's sort of, that's the sort of thing that makes your heart ache a little bit, in a way. Um, and I think, I, I don't know, I think for you, Despite, you know, we've talked about it in the past, like, you know, certain things that your mom has said to you that broke your heart and stuff, but there's still sort of like a civil sort of relationship within your family. But for me, I don't, I'm not close to my family. I've, I've said that to you and, you know, to my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, friends are it. I don't have anything else. And I guess for me, it's nice to have something else that's a bit tangible as well. Because I, mm. I also think like, you know, because if my friends go, that's it, I'll be alone. Like, and I don't even mean that in a joking way. I literally will be alone. And that's why it's so scary. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I, and I understand they don't understand it because for them to understand means I have to explain my entire background. And I don't want to tell them because it's private, right? So I think that's why it's such a... It's so complicated for... Mm. It's just a complicated question in general. But mm. I think when you have, like, people like me who, like, for me, like, the family issue is a big uh, factor that maybe motivates me to want to find someone. But then I'm mm. also, like, reminded that uh, people say I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that, no one wants to touch me. And then you, I also feel like, okay, then it's not going to happen. But I can't stop thinking that if I might want it, it's sort of nice. Or, like, in your case, you know, you've sort of always been comfortable, single, but then something happens, you're like, okay, maybe I sort of want, enjoy having someone there. I enjoy the idea of coming home to someone. So you start thinking about all these sort of things, and then it's sort of like, oh, God. Yeah, being single is not wrong, it's not bad, but 
should I yeah. penalize myself with that? And I think for me, as you said, right? Like I think none of us think that being single or alone for the rest of your life is wrong or anything. But I also think it's because I, looking around, I've not had any examples of people who who have been single all their lives, have never been in a relationship, mm. live up to 60, 70. Like, you, genuinely, I don't know anyone. I, I can't, apart from people who are in the monastery. Um, and this is like a running joke where Azri and I are nuns. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. But we are nuns. Like, I, and I think that's part of it, why we wanted to do this episode, because... I genuinely can't think of anyone I know who's been, who probably is at our age, 20, 30, whatever, but has felt this way, but then, you know, went on to live the next 30 years of your lives and be happy. Like, I, we don't see those stories. Like, I... all the films and books and things all talk about romance and love and marriage and blah, 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 and which may end up in divorce, which may end up in whatever, but you don't see someone who's lived 60 years being single and yeah. i think that's what kind of raises a question of like is it normal is it not is it like what's wrong with it like are, are people like is it nature mm. to you know is it yeah like you're in your nature to want that yeah no as in um you know as we were talking i i felt such a sense of loneliness that i wore a ring on my ring finger for fun because <laughs> I'm just like oh god this is such a depressing topic um and I don't think anyone's gonna give me a ring but so I've decided to put a ring on my own finger but anyway um I do I do know one person though I do know like okay. one of my aunts um her husband died I think pretty young like they married but then again they married really early and I think he died when they were about 30-ish so like our age and she's been single ever since, and she's like 60-something. But I guess, you know, it's, it doesn't help your point, right? Because your point is like single up to, you know, like always single. <laughs> she's been married. She's, you know, had someone to come home to for a big part of her life. Um, I would say at least about 11 years or so. They married when they were like 19, 20-ish. So, yeah. Yeah. I that's, that's the thing that scares me. You know what I mean? Like everyone who's been single, it's not like they've chosen to be single. It's not like they're mm. like, okay, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And they just decided like, you know, they didn't find anyone. Everyone who's been single has sort of like had a tragedy befell their families. And I'm not saying that in a, you know, like, like trying to make fun of it, but it's like, it wasn't, it was just the circumstances. They got married, they fell in exactly. love. And you know, someone was taken away from them because of cancer, illness, accidents, you know, like actual, mm. actual tragedies that took their lives from them. It wasn't a divorce per se. And then they decided, okay, you know what? I've met someone amazing. I can't imagine being with anyone else. And I'm just going to respect him, his memory or her memory and just stay single. We don't yeah. hear a story about someone who just not hasn't found anyone. And I think that's why this is such a... I'm not sure whether depressing is the word. I just feel like it's that... I'm not sure whether you feel it's depressing, Stephanie. But for me, I feel like it's sort of like this dull ache in my heart. Because that's how I feel. Even right now, it just feels like... It's not sad. I don't feel mm. sad. Neither is it Neither is it bad. It just feels like... Am I... Messed up in a way? Am I screwed? And... 
I'm judging by how furiously you're nodding your head, I'm guessing, you know, you feel that way too. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think that's why I, 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 yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what point I'm making with this. No, exactly. And I think that's the point, right? Like, everyone I know who's been single, as you said, like, it's due to circumstance and not choice. Yeah. Or, I don't know whether ours is a circumstance in a sense that we cannot find anyone or, like, can't be attracted to anyone or be connected to anyone. Um, and I think, to your point, that's what makes me wonder whether, is that something wrong with me? Or, um, and to your point, like, it's not a depressing thing or a, like, I, or a sad thing, but it's just kind of a existential question, I guess. Like, um, it, it's weird. One, I think, yeah, like, I don't know anyone who's been that way. And I, I was just telling Azri earlier that there's this group on Facebook um, called London New Girl that helps connect girls who've moved to London. Um, and people post a lot of things. And a lot of the times, the questions there are about like, oh, I have this issue with my boyfriend, I have this issue with my husband. And there's a lot of relationship advice that goes on there. And actually just a couple of weeks ago, this girl posted saying that, oh, I'm 31. Um, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never actually dated. Um, and my parents sometimes ask me like, when am I going to have a boyfriend? And it's not like I feel sad about it, but actually, you know, um, is there something wrong with me? Do And, and it, it was just refreshing because no one ever says that or no one publicly acknowledges it mm. because it's just weird when people think that people just assume because you're 30 31 you've been in like three relationships you blah 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 and all of that um and no one and and i think it's probably how society works and how media works and stuff like that and it's just an assumption and mm. when you kind of say oh i've never had a boyfriend you're kind it's kind of like oh like what's wrong with like why and then there's this like stereotypes around your 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 um standards are too high you are this and that mm. and i'm like not really um like are and my standards high uh, i don't i mean know. i i don't think like to me it's kind of like if i don't have any sort of connection to you and i'm saying this broadly even with friendships right mm. like moving to london you, you, i've had to meet new people to actually know people around the city right and even at work like it took me a while to actually find a few people i connected to there are a lot of people who annoy me just because of their work ethic and it's and, and i'm like am i being too um not judgy but like for me if oh. no like like for me if from a from a work, work environment perspective like if you work on the same wavelength as me in terms of like commitment and mm. you know like thinking and stuff like that i can work really well with you but if you're just gonna sit, sit there and not do anything it just frustrates me and like people say you know separate work life and like separate professional from mm. personal things but even outside of the office i just can't because the kind of person you are you're not passionate about the work that you do i just cannot connect with you right. and that's just kind of who i am um and and so i don't know like is it just me um and and i think that's probably why we as, as we said like that dull ache of is it just my problem <laughs> like is it just something wrong with me or 
and I think it's almost like are there people like us around yeah. because you rarely find it. It's just like I know Azri, and I know Nigel, and I know my friend. Like, it's just just the four of us in this world that exist this way. <laughs> are there more people who live life thing. like this? That's the thing. Like, but I I don't know. I don't know. It's a question that we wouldn't know. I mean, of course. Of course, if this podcast goes out to everyone in the world, we could probably, you know, start a club for people like us. <laughs> and then, you know, the question about, like, high standards, I also don't know. Because, like, I was thinking, do I have high standards? Because just yesterday, someone messaged me on the app, because I've not been on the app for, like, a while. I just put it there in case my friend, I meet my friend and I forget about it. And then she asked me, oh, where's the app? And I'm like, okay, okay, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's on my phone. <laughs> but, um, so I got a message and, uh, oh my god... I am very nice. I reply to everyone. I never block. I don't believe in blocking. But my god, this person's English was on another level altogether. Only God could love his English because I was like struggling, and then and then I was just like, "What are they trying to say?" Okay, never mind. So I just had to switch to Malay, which is my native language, and I was just like, "Okay, let let's try." And so, okay, Malay, Kase, and... Okay, Kase is K-A-S-I-H, which basically means love. Okay. Okay. And then they typed... Uh, and then Kasi is K-A-S-I. So it's just one letter away. Am I making sense so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sentence that I received from this person was basically, my parents do not allow me to love my motorcycle. And I was just like, wait... Yep, wait, wait, wait. But because they are a lot younger, so I thought, is it like a new lingo? Is it a thing like when you say, that, is there a second meaning to the word love? So I was like, what do you mean by your parents will allow you to love a bicycle? Like like a motorbike, <laughs> sorry. Like what, what, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, I just can't. I just can't love it. And I'm like, do you mean your parents don't want to give you a bicycle? Like, yeah, isn't that what I said? And I'm like, no, that's not what you said. You said... I was just like, wait, wait, let me not lose my temper. Let me... Let me rein it in. And, and then, like, there was, a, there was a whole slew of errors. And I was just like, I was, I was really trying... Like, Stephanie gives me typos, which I understand, unless I'm really out of it, or she's really crazy and just typing me bullshit. I'm like, Stephanie, what are you trying to say? But she can correct herself. But this person, when I didn't understand and I sent it back, like, what are you trying to say? They just made it more confusing. And then I just got tired. I was like, okay, can you tell me, like, what are you doing now? Like, what, no, what, what, what are you doing, like, in life? And, <laughs> and then they said, oh, I'm like, you know, I, I just quit school trying to figure out, like, I don't know. Then I'm like, am I, am I the weird one because I don't understand bad English I don't know but yeah I I think it's I don't think it's I guess it's you know what you want in terms of no no and per, I, mean, like, I, I mean I understand no I understand. no I it's know just, that it's just no, like but I that was... doesn't mean that you have high standards or something is wrong with you it's kind of like you want to be with someone who is making an effort to upgrade or, but I feel know, so bad though like, I, like every you message tried with Malay. Every message Malay as well Because the spelling was all <laughs> over the place And my Malay guys For those who are listening right My Malay is shit I admit My Malay is shit But my god My Malay was better than Like love and give If you don't know love and give in Malay Something is very wrong Something is Something has gone really bad somewhere Something 
some some synapses are not firing off correctly in your brain. And I was just like, oh god. But that's the thing, see, if this was like the nicest... You will be surprised with the random words Londoners use. But anyway... And you're like, is this English? Anyway. But that's a that's a, that's an accent thing, right? It's sort of like when you use Singlish, like la, le, lo, ha, ho. It's, it's like a thing that other people who are not aware of Singapore's culture, they would be like, what, what on earth are they babbling? I can explain that, but when you're talking like the typical words and another person doesn't understand you... A Malay person talking to me and I don't understand you. <laughs> something is wrong somewhere. Unless you're using really, really difficult words. But even then, I should be able to make out a gist of what you're trying to say based on contextual clues. Mm-hmm. I could not. And <laughs> But to Stephanie's point, if this was like the greatest person, like, oh, uh, like, like uh, what, rich, kind, capable, everything, but I can't talk to this person, I'll be like, oh God, this is not going to work. But I can mm-hmm. see someone else will be like, oh, you know, actually, I can, I can make peace with that, you know. So I yeah. don't know, I don't know, Stephanie. But anyway, um, we've sort of like, you know, yapped for quite some time. My God, we've we've babbled for quite some time. So uh, we don't before, have an answer to this question. Obviously, we don't here. because we're single, <laughs> so we don't have an answer. Obviously, but before we but, end, uh, Stephanie, on. do you have any final things to say? Um, or what I think. Yeah, what would you like to add yeah. or wrap up? Yeah, I think to wrap up, if anyone else is feeling like us, just know that there are people out there who may not actually fall in love. There's um, four more people cause... like you. <laughs> four more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the point of this, right? This episode of, you know, I think a lot of the times we see people around us falling in love and being in relationships, getting married, having children, and you rarely hear the stories of people who've never had boyfriends, never been in relationships, never got gotten married. Um, and I guess it's kind of, if you think you're weird, I mean, we don't know what we are. Um, just know that there are other people out there, I guess. Yep. Um, and it's, I guess it's part of life as well, right? It's normal. It just happens to be our situation, circumstance, our path in life. Um, so don't be pressured to find like, or, you know, settle into something that you, you don't want or don't have to. Just know that there are, you know, maybe in 30 years' time, if this podcast is still going, we'll give you an update of oh whether God, we are actually years. single or whether we found love. Um, so stay tuned, yeah. I guess. Stay tuned in 30 years. My God. Um, well, as for me, um, before we wrap up, I do want to say, you know, I have nothing against people who want to leave school. God no, knows, no, like, no. the biggest billionaires mm. in the world quit school halfway. Uh, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Bill Gates, I think they all quit school halfway. So I have nothing against that. I just, it was just a joke and I apologize if that offended anyone. Uh, but for me, I was just very shocked that this person who wasn't doing very well just wanted to just leave. I mean, like Stephanie said, it's his choice. But my point in that entire story that I wanted to share was that I cannot get along with someone that I cannot speak to and understand. It's yeah. just, mm. it's just too much for me. Like it's, it's too much. I need someone to communicate. If I'm not going to talk to you, there's no point being together <laughs> anyway. But anyway, um, as always, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 5 of season 5 of Blood Thoughts with myself, Azri and Stephanie. As always, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at underscore Blood Thoughts. Um, our podcast is also, is also available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts and every other major podcasting platform. So as always, thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you next Thursday. Bye! Bye.